0: And welcome to the Words of Encouragement Podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. everyone and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I hope and pray that each and every one of you are in great strength, great health and most importantly in the best of spirit. There is a whole lot that is going on out there each and every single day. Each day, each passing moment, each day, we are beginning to see more and more, a lot of things that were prophesied in the word of God concerning the coming of Jesus Christ. And as always, before beginning, I'd like to start by giving all honor, all glory, and all praises to Father God Almighty, His Son Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, because without them, I can't do anything. But because of Christ Jesus who died for my sins, as well as your sins. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me, including this podcast, as well as this podcast episode. I'd also like to quickly take some time out to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening, whether that's by hitting play or download. I truly appreciate it, and I just would like to say thank you and God bless you. Today is October 7th, and where I am at, the temperature is... I'm not sure. I think it's currently in the 70s. It's very cool and very nice. Um, It was overcast most of the day, but in between, I saw the sun, you know, try to put its head out a little bit, but I believe it's somewhere in the 70s. I'm not sure, but yeah, unfortunately, my computer is not telling me at the moment what the temperature is, but it's somewhere in the 70s. It's very cool. Cause I also went outside to throw away some trash and man, it was just so cool and beautiful. And of course, even though it is fall where I am at, it still, it looks like spring for us because the number one, the temperatures are nice and comfortable, not cool, but just a nice type of cool, not the fall kind of cool, but more like a spring kind of cool As well as, yeah, we still have all the leaves on our trees. Everything is still plush and very much green. And you can still see flowers, different types of plants. So yeah, it kind of looks like spring. And by the way, spring is my favorite season of the year. Yes, I'm a spring baby. So for me to get spring twice for the year, hey, I'm all for it. So yeah. The time now is currently 6.40pm and by the way today's Saturday and I'm recording pretty early because it's 6.40pm and I am currently sipping on a cup of tea which is some white pomegranate tea with some apple cider vinegar with some ginger as well as some turmeric a cough drop and a slice of lemon. I hope that you were able to catch, actually, my last episode, which was on the Rapture. And I think I'm going to be doing another segment on the Rapture. But hopefully you were able to catch the last episode. Of course, it didn't get much plays or downloads because, yeah, a lot of times... People don't want to hear about these things. They like to the feel good messages. But either way, this is the season that we are in. And I go by what God tells me to do. So yeah. But either way, if you have not, you know, caught that episode as yet, you can go back and you can listen to it. It's based on the mini study that I did on the rapture. The name and title of today's episode is Blandina, The Martyrs of Lions, Part 1. And this is episode number 135. So sit back, relax, grab yourself your favorite hot or ice cold beverage and join me back here in a few minutes as we get started. So I'll see you in a few. Are you looking to spice up your quiet time, Bible time with the Lord? Well, guess what? I might just have the right thing to help you. There is nothing better than being able to spend quality and intimate time with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and in His Word. For many of us, this may look different from day to day. Check out my 20-piece digital quiet time Bible study bundle. It comes with six topical scripture writing plans to encourage and uplift you as well as to help you get into the Word of God. So if you're ready to dig deeper or simply ready to give your Bible study a boost, check out my 20-piece quiet time Bible study bundle and other digital Bible study resources at Jihira Print Shop. The link will be featured in the description box. And as always, I'd like to take the time out to say thank you to each and every one of you. I do hope and pray that you will be blessed. are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with yours truly, Arlena. Stay tuned. Welcome back. I hope you were able to take some time out real quickly to go and grab yourself something either hot or ice cold to drink, depending on where you're at. So yeah, once again, the name and title of today's episode is Blandina, The Martyrs of Lion, or Lions, Part 1. And once again, this is episode number one, three. I believe it's 35. If it's not 35, it's 36, but I think it's 135. Basically, today's episode is kind of taken from Christian history. So this is kind of like a Christian history type of episode. So the year was 177 A.D., Anodonomi, in the year of our Lord. The place was a city of lions. And of course, the subject's name is or was Blan. Dina. Now, as far as her age, we're not certain, but she was a young lady. Her date of birth and stuff like that, we don't know because it was not provided. And at this point, it's not really important, but she was a young lady. Blandina was a slight, frail, despised woman whose heroism in the face of intense suffering, strengthened her fellow martyrs, including her very own mistress, who was also sentenced to death along with her. Now, many other fellow Christians failed when facing the horrors of Roman torture back in those days. And even though she suffered much more than many or any regard as far as women when it came to persecution back in those days. Despite everything, Blandina held fast to her faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And she ended her life like a beacon, according to sources. Because she was such a thin and frail woman, many of her companions were truly afraid that she would not be able to endure the torture and remained steadfast to her faith and to her God. And although Blandina endured horrific torture at the hands of her executioners, she did not renounce her faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Instead, she endured until the end, just like Paul told us to endure until the end. Her executioners themselves became extremely exhausted because no matter what they did to her or how horrific the torture was, Blandina remained steadfast in her faith and she refused to deny her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, according to New Life Publishing, the only confession they were able to get out of her was I am a Christian and nothing wrong is done among us. After already enduring every unimaginable form of torture and cruelty, Blandina's broken body was suspended on a stake and exposed to the wild beasts. And while Blandina lay hanging on the stake, it appeared to be as if she was hanging on a cross and because of her intense prayers, Blandina was still able to inspire other fellow Christians who were also being tortured. It was reported that they looked upon her being their sister in Christ and saw in her the one being Christ himself who was crucified for them. And while she was being hung on the stake, broken for the animals to consume her, none of the beasts, not one of those animals touched her. And she was later taken down and thrown right back into the prison. Other believers believed that God had preserved her for other contests so that her victory over the forces of darkness might be even greater. Now, Bladina was once again brought out on the last day of the perverted amusement festives that was being held in the amphitheater. This time, she was brought out with Ponticus, who was a 15-year-old boy. They were both brought out each day to witness the evil sufferings and persecutions of other Christians so that they, too, would deny their faith and bow down to worship idols, but they both refused. They held steadfast to their faith and to their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, Ponticus ended up dying first, leaving Blandina behind. And during that time, she had encouraged many while also seeing many of them go on to meet the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, according to sources, Blandina faced her death rejoicing as she joined her fellow brothers and sisters in Christ in martyrdom. And according to reports, after the scourging and after the wild beasts and after the roasting seat, she was finally enclosed in a net and thrown before a bull. And having been tossed about by the animal, but feeling not one thing which was happening to her on the account of her hope and firm hold upon what would be entrusted to her and her communion with Christ. She was also sacrificed. Even after all these things, she still had breath left in her body. And her executioners then took a dagger and finally they were able to kill her. The bodies of the martyrs were then placed on display for six days. They were later burned to ashes and thrown into the Rhone River. The bodies of the Christians who died naturally in prison were thrown to the dogs. Guards were stationed to keep the fellow Christians from burying them. Not even a proper burial these Christians during this time were allowed to have. That's how despised persecuted and hated they were. But yet, when we look at today's church, we see more Louis Vuitton, Gucci, planes, and all kinds of different things. But the Christians of the Bible or the followers of Jesus Christ of the Bible and, of course, of church history, they faced severe persecution and we can still see a lot of this still happening today in other parts of the world where christians are being beheaded they're not even allowed to carry a bible they have to meet underground they could i remember at one point i think a couple of years ago two or three years ago actually they were being killed if they were found with a bible app on their phones Blandina's tortures and execution was an example that gave strength and courage to many other Christians. Now, according to Place for Truth, contrary to popular belief, the Romans were not in the habit of killing Christians. And although Christians were hated and many did not trust them in the beginning because of their faith, and of course because of their teachings, which was something that many had not. They had not seen those teachings before. Neither had they seen such type of faith or belief. And to them, it seemed kind of strange to many of the people back in those days. However, there were only a few emperors who launched these deadly attacks and persecutions against them. And one of those was none other than Diocletian who began to persecute the Christians in 303 AD. And these persecutions would go on to last for eight years. Now, I had never heard anything about this story until last, sometime last year. If it wasn't last year, it was earlier this year. I can't remember at this point. I do think it was earlier this year. Yeah, it was earlier this year, actually. I had never heard of, uh, you know, I'd I, I never heard of it because, one, it's not in the Bible. It's part of church history. Just like the story of the Hasmoneans. And actually, how I came about to hear, hear about this story I love listening to a lot of Christian or faith based podcasts. And I mean, podcasts where you get solid teachings and the word. I don't like the feel-good messages and, and, and touch somebody. and, 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 and I, I'm just not into it. I'm sorry. And it's not going to work for this day and age. It, it really isn't. It wasn't really working back then, and it definitely ain't going to work for now. Because as the world keeps progressing, evil is continuing to grow deeper and deeper, darker and darker. At one point, evil was still trying to hide. At this point, it's not. It's coming forth like nothing. What is good is being called evil and what is evil is being called good. Just as the Bible has said. So at this point, I don't need to hear a feel good message. I don't need to hear how to make, how to get the bag, how to buy a plane, how to brand this product. No, I don't need to hear none of that. I need to hear the word of God. And yes, I'd like to hear about people who were part of the church history that set that precedent and how they endured during such hard, harsh, and cruel times. And... I just happened to be, this particular day, I knew it was the Holy Spirit that really led me to listen to this particular podcast. I had been subscribed to it for quite a while, but I hadn't really listened to too many episodes. But this particular day, I was like, as I was trying to listen to something, I'm like, okay, which one do I want to listen to? And the Holy Spirit moved me towards this particular podcast. So I clicked on it because I was I'm subscribed to it and when I did the title of that episode was persecution now that is something I know very well I've known it my entire life trust me and even more so now in Christ I know listen I know about persecution I know about it from family members friends the church On the job, the list goes on. So I'm very familiar. And at that time, I was going through some stuff. And I was trying my best not to come out of character, to be very honest. And I really needed God to hold me because if he didn't, my flesh was definitely going to take over. And I did not want that to happen. I really did not. And I would pray daily because of a certain individual. And today that individual has calmed themselves a whole lot. And I know that's because of God. But at that point, I was going to calm my mom all right, but I was going to do it a little differently. But truthfully, I did not want to do it that way but because of the constant tribulation from this individual, I cried out to God, like, if you do not intervene, well, then I'm going to have to handle this. But of course, God handled it because he knows his child. And God definitely handled it. And He, what the job he did, trust me, I could never do. And I, I, I truly thank him for that. And after seeing that, episode i'm like hmm i'm going through that right now i think this would be a great episode for me to listen to and that day i listened to that episode and i could tell by the time that episode was finished i was a different person like for real and i'm like you sitting here complaining about this but imagine blandina with all she going through right there if she could take all of that what's your issue meaning what is my issue what was my issue And I learned a lot. And I'm like, you know what? This is the first time I've heard this story. And I'm like, you know, I need to share this because it was a great benefit to me. God knows. And I know it can help someone else out there. It might not be able to help everyone, but it'll help somebody. And after listening to that episode, I went on to do a little further research on Blandina. And I just knew that, like I said before, I just knew I had to share this information because I do believe that is it it is extremely relevant for the times that we are living in. It is a great example of the different levels and types of persecutions that many of us, including our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, have faced in those days and might be still facing in these days in this day in this age i mean let's not forget also the apostles including paul and everything that they went through except of course for john the revelator who died a natural death He was able to live to old age and die. But minus him, and of course Judas, all the apostles, they were martyred. They were put to death one way or the other. Some lost their heads. John the Baptist wasn't an apostle, but he lost his head now, didn't he? He was a bat he was you know he was the Baptist or an evangelist more or less, but he lost his head for the truth, either way, he stood his ground, and he preached or spoke the truth, even though it cost him his head, so did Paul, Peter crucified upside down, his wife also crucified as they were being led away to be crucified. They were both rejoicing and knowing that they were going to meet their Lord and Savior to be with him, Jesus Christ. Can we do it? I don't know. But either way, I'm determined to follow the Lord. I'm sorry. I, 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 my, I can't. My soul, I cannot afford to lose my soul. I can't. So each day I ask God for strength, seriously speaking. Many of God's people who were on the front line were crucified, beheaded, jailed, stoned to death, I mean, etc. But most importantly, let us not forget Jesus Christ himself and what he had to endure for our sins. Today we have a sugar coated type of gospel where many Christians do not even have the slightest idea how to handle many of life's challenges and problems. We see that every day amongst non-believers. But of course, that is to be expected of them. Not us who profess to be in Christ. But the thing is, many are not opening, reading, or studying The word of God. Many are not being properly taught either. The true word of God. Instead, they're being taught about how to sow a seed on scripture for blessings and fall. And of course, for great old harvest. Now tell me something. Where in the Bible does it tell us that sowing a seed on scripture will get God to answer or bless us? I'd like to know. Please correct me and tell me where it is. I don't know everything, but I can guarantee you this. I know that ain't in there for sure. But yet we have people today falling for that nonsense from false prophets. People in position that have never been called by God. And maybe they were at one point in time, but have long fallen away and others never were called. Because yeah, God ain't gonna call no woman to be a pastor. And then you have some men that God did call, but they lost their way. But how would they know? Number one, they're not opening their Bibles. They're not reading. They're not studying. They're barely taking time for the Lord, except for maybe Sunday. They go to church, put their hands up in the air, but they don't know what's going on. Their idea of God being blessing them is the fact they have a car. They have a big old house, a great job. That's them being blessed. That's what they think. Where oftentimes those blessings haven't even come from the Lord. Those blessings come from their secret endeavors that they are a part of. Yeah, oftentimes. But for them, oh no, they're blessed. Because they got this, that, and the other. So they measure their walk with many of us who don't have the things they have. And trust me, I don't want them either. Because if God ain't giving them to me, I don't want them. I ain't joined no secret cert, no secret society, no sorority, fraternity, whatever it is out there to get none of those things. God ain't dead that He can't bless if He choose to give these types of things. Noah. You understand? I don't need those things. However, I do need Jesus Christ. Each day, millions and millions of people are dying. There's people I know dying. Had this, that, all kinds of stuff. But guess what? They couldn't take it with them. It can't fit in the hole. It can't go with you. The only thing that can go with you when you leave from here is to make sure that you have died, not just you, but also myself, that we, when we leave the face of this earth, that we are leaving with none other than the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. Because if we're leaving and we don't have him, oh God, help us. By time you reach to the other side, it's too late. And then you realize the false prophet fooled you. While you sowing your seed waiting for blessings from the Lord, they're taking your money buying Gucci, Louis Vuitton, And all kinds of stuff. The only change you've seen is the one in your pocket that they left you with. People, we need to wake up. We do. We really do. We really, really do. You know, we see many false prophets out there raping the believers who are either young in the faith or those who simply refuse to open their Bibles for themselves and to learn to grow in the things and in the faith of God. Being a true follower of Jesus Christ does not mean that we are perfect. Okay? And neither does it mean that we don't make mistakes. We are still in this flesh. The key is that we should not just be setting out to live any and every kind of way. We can't just walk and talk any and every kind of way. As children of the living God, through Christ Jesus, we should be moving, walking, talking, and living differently. Where our lives are able to demonstrate Christ-like behavior, even in the most difficult of situations. And there are times, yes, we do want to come out of our skin. Yeah, we do. I know I do sometimes. I'm just going to be real. But the key is, I haven't. Instead, I turn to God and I ask him to please fight the battles on my behalf. He ain't lost a battle yet. And trust me, he ain't going to ever lose one. And he will defend us. It might not be in the time we would like it, but trust me, he will defend his children. Oh, yes, he will. You know... I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I pass every test, but I know when I have missed the mark that I must repent and I have to ask God for strength each day to help me that I can do better. Many of today's believers have not been prepared to deal with the things of life that are happening today, much less what is to come. But for those of us that are aware and have been taught and that, you know, we are busy preparing ourselves daily through fasting, prayer, reading his word and walking accordingly, we realize what time it is. We recognize the times that we are living in. And stories such as Blandina's and many of the other martyrs help us, including my very own self. It helps me also to draw strength about the mundane things that I might find my own self complaining about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And no matter what we face, God knows some of us, we truly face and we deal with heavy and severe persecution in various forms. But either way, we also like Blandina and Ponticus, the 15-year-old, and the other martyrs of lions, we must remain steadfast to our faith and our Lord Jesus Christ. Because guess what? Jesus remained steadfast to the assignment that God sent him here on the face of this earth to do. Because had he not, what hope would both you and I have? We would be lost eternally. Because if he couldn't pass the test, but tell me a next man that would be able to come and do it. We are to lean on our God. We are to hide ourselves under his shelter through the blood of Jesus by covering ourselves daily. There is nothing that I am telling you here that does not include my very own self. There are areas that I too have to continue working on and strengthening with the help of the Holy Spirit daily. Because you see, when my race is over, I definitely do not want to hear God say to me, depart from me because I never knew you not. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. I want to be able to hear at least well done, my good and faithful servant. At times, it is not easy. The persecution can be extremely difficult in a lot of cases. But no matter what, we must look to our Lord and our Savior. We must look to our God. Always look to the end result, which is Christ, eternal life, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, eternal life. We must always look to them, to Jesus. Because remember he said he will never leave us, nor will he ever forsake us. And if we continue to hold on to him, whichever form of him, whether it's him, God the Father, God the Son, or God the Spirit. But we have to hold on. We have to finish this race. And when we put our eyes on Jesus, we can make it through. See, when Peter stepped out of the boat, he said, God, if, he said Jesus, if it's you, bid me to come. Jesus told him to come. He had his eye on Christ, and he began to walk on water. But then when he looked down, he realized, wait a minute, I'm walking on water, and he began to sink. And there are times on our walk, we begin to sink too, because we've looked down, we've taken our eyes off of Jesus, and maybe put our eyes on the problem. Fear, whatever it is, because we're still human. But either way, we must remember the ultimate prize, the ultimate goal, and lift our heads once again and focus, refocus our eyes back on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and continue to walk, continue to walk. And as difficult as the trials and the tribulations are, It could never compare to being nailed to a cross. God knows. God is true to his word. And his word clearly tells us that he is not a man, that he should lie. We have a God who is able, no matter our outcome, as long as we hold fast and hold on to God the Father, his Son, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and his word, we will win this race. We do win. In the end, we are the ones who will win. So I do hope that you were able to get a little something out of this brief feature on the life of Blandina, one of the martyrs of lions. Another time, I will also go ahead and share with you a few other women who boldly also faced persecution And were also martyred for their faith and their belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. And a few things that I would also like to add real quickly. Um, Blandina was a young lady who was, she hadn't been married too long, actually. And she had a young baby that she was actually nursing, still nursing. And they would bring the baby when she was taken If I remember correctly, I think the baby either stayed with her husband or it stayed with her parents, but they would bring the child to the jail in order for her to nurse her baby. And her father would tell her to, you know, to renounce Christ so that she would be able to live. But she refused to listen to what her father had to say. She refused. Instead, she told him to take care of her I think she had a son instead. And she stood firm on her faith and to her Lord and to her Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the men and women of true faith whom all stood the test of time by standing firm and not renouncing their faith or compromising their values. In Jesus' name, amen. So now we have arrived at the quote of the episode. And this episode's quote is, The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. And that's by Tertullian. I'm going to read it again. And it reads, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Once again, I'd like to thank you for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you. And indeed, if this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you, please feel free to share it with others. Remember that the gospel is free. Yes, it does cost us to produce, but to you, it is given freely. Please feel free to subscribe to the Words of Encouragement podcast on either iTunes.com, Spreaker.com, Podomatic.com. It can also be found on Google Podcasts, Castbox, Player FM, Podacy, Podtail, deezer amazon.com and everywhere that podcast can be heard you can also feel free to like share and subscribe on either one of the above mentioned platforms also please feel free to check out my other podcast which is entitled the nuggets of thanks devotional podcast featured on spreaker.com itunes.com google play and everywhere that podcast can be heard i look forward to being with you on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. Remember that as long as there is life, it is never too late to accept Christ. The key is we got to do it while we still got life. Don't wait until it is too late. Be blessed. See you next time.